Hey, I'm Kathleen Miner. Welcome to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life. It's time to magnetize the life that you desire. Here we go. Hello and welcome. To- I am here today with some amazing people. And I know I have said that a few times before, but you know, this is really special because it is a mother's Great. show. And these are mothers that have made a huge impact on my life. And we're here to just talk about motherhood, life, and whatever else comes up. So let me just tell you who I have here today. I have Mikey on the phone. Mikey, can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. All right. So (laughs) Mikey is my mother-in-law, and she is calling in fresh from Buffalo, New York. (laughs) <laughs> and then we have Debbie over here on the far end, and she is my mom. Hey, mom. Hi. And then we have. <laughs> we're already. Hi, mom. <laughs> and then we're already. Um, we have Taylor, who is my older daughter. Hey. And then my sister, Christine. Hi, mom. Hello. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're all moms. Being and mother- a mother is learning about strengths you didn't know. And how, and fears that you never knew existed. Now, did you guys find that that's relevant in your life? Well, I would have to say yes. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So what about yeah. you, Chris? <laughs> of course. How about you, Mikey? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, at least for me, when I became a mom, everything changed. That's true. Right? Like, the thoughts that... I thought were important, really weren't that important anymore. And those little things that I thought I was afraid of didn't really mean much anymore <laughs> because I was a little too worried when somebody would either fall or, you know, get up and go to school the first day and have their feelings hurt or something like that, right? Because that bothered me more than my own stuff bothered me. That's oh, yeah, true. for sure. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, more than your own stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just more than your own. So it brings a whole new level to that. And I think, you know, there's, you know there's people uh, that are that are godmothers, aunts, things like that, that may not have any children that actually have such a strong bond with a child that they feel the same way. So I know you guys can relate to that if you're yes. out there and you don't have any children. Um, but let's talk about the resourcefulness of a mother. Oh, gosh. Right, so does anybody have anything they want to talk about, about resourcefulness of something that they've come up with, something that has happened that you just kind of got to wing it? Well, this is something small, but my husband always laughs at me, but when we're out and the binky falls on the ground and, like, gets dirty no matter what it falls in, I will every time put it in my mouth to clean it off and put it back in her mouth because we know it's just going to, like, explode if not. And he always looks at me like, what? And I'm like, hey gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> now who's done that has anybody else done that i think we all have and, and you can both be sick yeah. together yeah. right mikey oh yeah we're yeah. not admitting too much i know yeah. right We've done all sorts of things. yeah i was gonna say uh mikey and mom over there you gotta let it you know let us in on some stuff that you did um but the binky thing we've definitely done i mean i remember actually my oldest Tyler, who loved the binky, speaking of binkies, <laughs> all the binkies were lost, and he would not sleep without the binky. And I was like, oh, like, like I have to sleep here. So I got the nipple to the bottle, and I shoved a sock in it. 
<laughs> like really hard so that that, that little hole there would be a suction there. <laughs> and that and it actually worked. So I yeah. MacGyver mom. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, at that age, you just want some sleep, man. I just wanted some sleep. I had to get up and go to work at six in the morning. I just wanted some sleep, whatever was going to work. You're right. Right. Yeah. So you actually so told good. me, you told me that story one time. And mm-hmm. every time, like one of the girls are in the car nonstop screaming and I need a binky. I'm like starting to look for a nipple and like anything I can stuff in it every time. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy's being very quiet. Yeah, Chris, what's your resourcefulness that you've, um, anything you could think of? I mean, I think for moms and and dads who stay home a lot, but, you know, it it comes up so often that you sometimes don't even remember it because Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, it's second nature, right? It's just one of those things that you're like, oh, this is what we're going to do because we're going to make it work. I mean, I remember uh, this happened to each one of my kids at some point in their school life where we'd gotten to the school and somebody didn't have shoes on. What do you do then? <laughs> I was like, okay. Because that's not the thing. Like, you know, if they forget their socks or they forget their lunch, you just let them go. But, you know, you can't go without shoes on. No. no. I think I would have to no. bring them to Lost Especially up here. <laughs> go ahead, Mikey. Look, look for a pair. You, you can't go without shoes up here. I never had that problem. No, I guess right. Yeah, so as you said, <laughs> in Buffalo, it's a little nippy. Yeah. So. No shoes. Yep, they kept their shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And their jackets. Yeah, and there well, you probably lost a lot of mittens, though. Yeah, yeah, there were lots of things that were lost. The other thing that's interesting is once they get in school, and you're going out the door, and they remind you that you had to have, you know, two dozen cupcakes or <laughs> you know their homework or whatever. I've got one, one famous for the five minutes right before we walk out the door, something like that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That that was the worst. That was the worst. But and it's so I resourceful. Evening, so. You probably made it happen, though, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes, sometimes my lovely husband made it happen because I'd be at work. Yeah. I worked evening. It's and... still you making it happen. It's a team effort. And as long <laughs> yes. as the team comes That's through right. the finish line, we're all you good. Know, it's, you know, but when they signed me up to make crepes for French Day <laughs> at school, and I had to make those, you know, through the night, that it was not, <laughs> but it worked, you know, so. Yeah, I think, I think you know, for me with having the two, I have two, you know, people that are listening, I have two older children and two 13, younger. But right? it seems like with the second set, it was a little bit different. Now, school-wise, we homeschool them, so that is a little bit different. But even some of the resourcefulness things are just different. I think because I learned a whole lot from the first two. <laughs> I'm sure. just like, all right, let's wrap it up here, people. We're out the door. It doesn't matter what you got on. That's another thing. Let me ask you guys this. Hold on. I'm losing my my, plug. Um, So I remember with the older two, when we go to the store, I really made sure like that their outfits matched and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, I made sure their shoes were clean. I mean, you looked good, you know? And then we got to the younger two, and I think it's because you guys were teenagers. You know, first of all, I was exhausted and stressed out uh, because that's what teenagers do to you. Um, this is still true. love them, but come on. And then, so, you know, one would want to leave with the princess outfit on, and the other one would be, you know, half-dressed for winter and half-dressed for summer, and we would just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> And it didn't matter anymore. Yeah. That made me realize that it really doesn't matter what your children are wearing, as long as they have clothes on and they're appropriate. 
<laughs> yeah, we usually leave the house most mornings with pajamas. A few, like, strawberry stains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as you get going. Um, yeah, and some of the strawberry stains are on you. Yes, this yeah, is true. <laughs> so, I know, Chrissy, um, your son goes to school where he wears a uniform. It's so nice. So, um, does he ever have trouble, like, finding his uniform pieces? <clears throat> no, because I will sadly admit that I usually put them out. Oh, okay. Because uh, oh, it's, wow. it's that easy. Weird. Like, it's in the laundry, and I wake him up, and I literally say, good morning, here's your clothes, and I, I'll see you in 15, you know, get it done. Dress, yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I don't clothes. dress him, but I would lay him <laughs> out, right? And now I don't even do that. And uh, the first few times I did it, it was, I love the shock of horror of how am I going to find my clothes? <laughs> <laughs> They're in... The cabinet, the drawer. The They've closet. been in there since you were They're born. They're in the same place I've been putting them, but now the catch is he's also putting away his clothes. Ooh, I love that. So that's what I said. I don't know where they are, and I'm not going to find them, but I know <laughs> they came in here clean, and you put them away. <laughs> so that brings me to laundry. Mm. Right? So <laughs> I know for me, with my older two, and it's starting the sooner with the younger two. Does anybody like laundry? <laughs> yeah. no, no, but this is how it happens. So Tyler, who's probably listening. So hey, Ty. Um, Tyler always wanted to wear the same shirt. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. I mean, always wanted to wear the same shirt. But he'd come downstairs and say, where's my shirt? Didn't he go to a school with a uniform also? Yes, but if he, when <laughs> he got home from school and the minute every time on the weekends, he wanted that same shirt. And so yeah. that is when he learned how to do laundry, which I don't I want to say it was in middle school because I said, well, you don't know what? Like you you just took it off last night. So the shirt's not going to be clean. So we had a lesson and Tyler and Taylor both then started doing their laundry when they were in middle school. And um, Emmett and Carolyn actually started sooner than that, <laughs> as soon as they could run the washing machine. <laughs> um, but because <laughs> I think that's important, too, because then they can help around the house. This day and age, I will say teaching life skills is very important. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know that they're being taught as much. No, they're not. <laughs> Let's just say no. There's yeah, no my, my three and a half year old, she will usually, her job is to fold the towels. She's actually really good, better than I am at folding the towels. Good. So, she yeah, has a we, job. We, yeah we... we started young. And my other one, 15 months, she, she tries to think she can help me unload the dishwasher. Uh-huh. But, oh. she's, but she can't. <laughs> That's a no-no. So, uh, Mikey, I mean, in school, did they have home ec when you went to school? Me, myself? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes, It was a big deal. You had to learn, and we had to make uh, an article of clothing. Of course, we wore uniforms that we completely subverted when we got on the school bus. (laughs) Because they were, you know, mid-calf and really ugly, and everybody got on the school buses. I went to a girls' high school, and when we went to the co-ed school to transfer buses, we looked completely different. <laughs> you know, it was mini skirts, so, and we rolled them all up and took off the white ankle socks. I mean, seriously, white ankle socks? <laughs> and, you know, put on knee socks. And, uh, Is that why you don't wear ankle socks work. anymore? You usually wear the lower ones. You just, like, totally boycotted those. Yeah, really. <laughs> I think subconsciously oh. you have totally boycotted those. Yes, really. <laughs> but I you remember know, but home yeah. ec. I mean, I know, Mom, you, you had home ec. What I had home ec, yeah. We did the same thing. You had to cook and you had to make an outfit. And then the other half of the semester was actually shop. You know, you say that. And I remember <laughs> mm-hmm. going to middle school at Griffin Middle School. <laughs> Didn't you take that in Griffin? <laughs> no, but 
I was just having this conversation with my husband last night about shop and how they don't teach it anymore and things mm-hmm. like home ec because we were taught it. And we yeah, took we the were. classes. A lot of us took those classes, even in my generation. Yeah. I don't think we're that old. And it's you just gone. I mean, from curriculums and other things, life skills, it's it's gone. It's true. It is. And it's too Shop bad. Shop taught mean, people how to fix things. Like, you know, we all joke, right, Kath? But you know how to fix a lot of things. Yeah, You're very handy. You know, you can do what a lot of people can't do today because they've just never even seen the toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is ironing. I remember ironing in, yeah. in home ec class. Um, I remember they wanted us to make something. Sewing's just not been my thing. I thought... Okay. A pillowcase. <laughs> I thought I could sew um, as when I got older, but I actually realized that <laughs> it was my grandmother, my dad's mom, who used to sew with us. And I didn't realize how much of it she was really doing herself. <laughs> well, she was a seamstress, so she was. That she was actually, really what she did. She used to make um, a lot of the wedding or wedding gowns for the stars that lived in New York City. Yeah back in the day so when i say she was a seamstress she really was and so yeah i thought i was rocking it and then i went after she passed away i was like yeah, i'm gonna take up sewing and actually mikey remembers um yeah. I, I remember that the best thing i ever made was a seat cushion which i still have right I do, I remember yeah that. it took well, about you had me bamboozled i thought you were doing real well yeah i mean i was impressed on the skills that i did pick up but that was a, a pillow cushion. But when she compared to Graham. Yeah. That's, you know, it took about a yeah. month to make that. And I still have it. And I'm never getting rid of it. I don't <laughs> blame you. Because it is nice. It is, it is the, whatever that stuff is called on the edging and stuff. Like, it's nice. Oh, oh welching. Yeah. Wow, Kim. <laughs> What's that yeah. stuff called? I don't even know what it's called. That is pretty good. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. Um, oh, piping. I was gonna Pipe, ask, yeah, piping. I was gonna piping is like. Have- Piping. Is like in a you're talking you're about decorating the a round. cake. Yeah. No. no. Um, okay. So I'd uh, like to talk about what. Why are you giving away my age? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy is my quote. You don't have to give my age. Younger sister. And let me. No, I, there's no quotes about it. I was born 20 months after you. And you guys I, can do the math. 16 months. Mom said, "Chris, that's not even right." <laughs> okay. So, uh, what? You okay. weren't going to do the math that fast. She's the one that spoke. <laughs> Yeah, math is not something I really volunteer to do, um, but cell phones have a calculator, and so why do I really need to do that right now? Okay. Anyway, it's fun to have sisters here, you guys. It could be very entertaining. Um, okay, so let's just go around and just talk about something like, what was it like when you became a mom? So, like, maybe how old were you, or what, what were your thoughts? I mean, what's something? So, Mikey, you want to go first? Sure. Um, how old was I? Well, Brendan was born on my 22nd birthday. So we forever share a birthday. That's right. Coming up soon. And um, that was, it was very exciting. <laughs> and um, we were hoping for a little boy, and we got a little boy. Oh. And um, it's been very successful ever since. He's a great guy. Yes, he really is. Uh-huh. I I have to just jump in here and say that you raised an amazing guy, and I think everybody in this room would agree. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yep. he's really... Yeah. He is a, a good guy. ...affected everybody's life in an amazing way. 
Yeah, well, that's all on him. So you did a good, well, you know, it starts with what you know when you're raised, I have to say. (laughs) Then after Uh they turn 18, you really don't have any control over it. But (laughs) That's that's exactly right. Yeah, I think as long as you keep them fed. uh, But, you know, it's funny when you talk about having this show, probably being a nurse, I wasn't worried so much about taking care of the baby because Mm -hmm. I knew how to do that. But, you know, it was the whole constant thing that, it, you know, you were on call, as you all know, all the time, 24-7. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that was, you know, at that young age, and you were even younger, Kath and Debbie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, uh, <coughs> it's surprising. <laughs> I mean... Everybody's got to eat three meals a day, and they're oh, hungry yeah. again the next day. You know? <laughs> and then again. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that it, it's tiring, I, I think, you know. And that was a long time ago. You know, when you guys are talking about how it's okay to go out, and the kids can, you can grab the kids and just run an errand or something. I think, you know, maybe Debbie can tell me what it was like for her. She's a little bit young, quite a bit younger. And, you know, people would really look at you if you didn't have everybody kind of spiffed up. And there were a lot of rules that nowadays, you know, as busy as it is, and as, there are other things that have made it a little bit more difficult. It's scary. I mean, look at the things in school and everything, shootings and all sorts of crazy, awful things that, but, you know, there were a lot of sort of crazy social rules, but I think that made it harder, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, your kids' clothes needed to match. <laughs> yeah. They had and to have on their Sunday and, best, almost. You know, I remember the first time seeing somebody out with rollers in their hair, that was, <laughs> and people were aghast. <laughs> oh. Well, wait a minute, you know, though. Grant, I... with wet hair. You know, it's just. Thank God some of those things got better. Yeah, right. A little more relaxed. But I think sometimes, though, it can be a little too relaxed mm, yeah. these days. Well, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But I'll tell you, when you say curlers, it's funny because although, you know, we I was born and raised in Florida. So, obviously, my grandmother, my mom's mom, lived in near Miami, always hot outside. And she had hair that she would set every morning with curlers. Those pink curlers, mm. you know, the foamy <laughs> ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she had those on all the time. Did she not? Yeah. It had to be just so. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she, I mean, I, it was just, I was just thinking of that when you said curlers, because I remember her always with like curlers in her hair and then a bird on her shoulder or something. Yep. That's she true. She always had her bird. <laughs> yeah. But her hair looked awesome when she took it out of the curlers, but she did go out with them. Not to mention she made all of us sit down at night and she would curl our hair. And you know how you put the bobby pins in the little curls? Okay. Oh, that, wow. oh my God. We had to sleep with that. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's interesting is mom really had straight hair. Yeah. So when I woke straight up in the morning, board. it was like Shirley Temple ringlets because she curled them every night. All of the girls. Wow. And trust me, that was a lot of girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom has a lot of siblings. I was like, wow. um, so mom, what do you think? What about your, you know, what, when you had some thoughts about becoming a mother? I mean, what happened okay. then? Well, we were very young when we got married, and back then it was the Vietnam era. don't know if anybody remembers that, but I'm sure Mikey does. Um, So back then, half of our school in high school was married, and we Mm -hmm. were one of those couples. So 
we were young, but we still, you know, did what we had to do, got our education and went on. And it was, it was difficult. Yes, it's busy and you have to make sure that you like cross all your T's and dot all your I's with your kids. Um, But back then I will be, I will say this, I'm thankful for the not having to be so afraid to let my children out to play. That's true. It seems like now people are so scared and they have a right to be, but it's sad to me that the kids can't, you know, just play, you know? Yeah. You're right. It it wasn't like that then. We didn't have that fear. Right. I don't know. It was just different. So, I mean, I have to say, because I think I turned out really great. Well, Um, I do too. I think you both did. (laughs) And I think Chrissy did too. Would you agree, Chris? Yes, thanks. (laughs) Um, and and they were both very young most of my parents were very young and they're still um together they're amazing people as well and they must have done a good job and just like mikey did with brendan so when do you guys agree (laughs) yes yeah thank you well i think we all did a good job all of you yes so what about you chris what um what changed in motherhood for you (laughs) no she's next okay um, I, as I was saying before, I think I'm the, I have the most different story of everybody here because I became a mother uh, older, later in life. I did all of my education, my college. I went to law school. Um, then I became an attorney. Then I got married. <laughs> did it all did in the right order that way. You um, did it backwards. What do yeah, you mean? Yeah, I did it all in the right order. But um, uh, yeah, I was I was 35 when I had my son and I only have one child. So your look on the world, as everybody knows, and Taylor, you have another 10 years to know what you think at 35, <laughs> but um, it's a lot different. Yeah. It's a I lot different. Um, I, I look at younger moms and I can appreciate, I think, the stress they go through because um, I like to say I didn't, I didn't have that. I mean, I, I wasn't in a place to have a family. I didn't, the opportunity didn't arise, but it was certainly a lot easier learning to be an adult and a responsible adult and a good citizen of this world um, on my own. Not having to worry about uh, 18, 19, 20, 24, whatever, you know, yeah, I've got to feed somebody else <laughs> three meals a day or taking care of it. But what that did do was I think it gave me a lot more stresses and probably concerns or worries maybe for the child than I would have had if had I been younger. Because I do know a lot more about the world and what can go wrong and all kinds of other things and just I know a lot more. Um, even with my own self, I'll take less risks than I would in my 20s or in my teens. So that's different. I just It's, it's a different way of parenting. And I, it's fun for me to watch as an older parent, even with my son growing up. I can see the younger parents and how they'll react and do things differently with school or activities. Um, so I'm always observing that because I feel I'm on the top end of the parent age group, though I'm not. <laughs> there's plenty of other parents my age, but there's not many much older. Right, right. Well, and I think there, I think you're right. I think there are benefits to having a um, chi- child a little bit older and then some younger. You know, I think there are definitely benefits to that. Um, Taylor, what what okay. changed when you? Um, let's see what changed. What didn't? Well, change? everything changes. <laughs> but what are some thoughts about when you um, became a mom? So I became a mom younger, like right before my 21st birthday, and I just remember, yeah, kind of like what my aunt Chrissy said, like. I had to learn how to grow up with the baby also growing up. (laughs) Um, So you're kind of figuring out life together. But in a way, I feel like that really started a really close-knit bond because we were growing together. We still are growing together. 
Um, and I've learned a lot from her, uh, probably more than she's learned from me at this point. Um, but I think one of the things that sticks out in my mind the most is I remember when I had the baby, my daughter, I just remember like, it was so easy to leave the hospital and I was just kind of like expecting like a quick, like, like crash course on how to take care of a baby or like, like, you know, just something. And I was just like, you're letting me leave with this baby. Like, you know, like you have so much faith in me. (laughs) And I, I mean, she's so small. I didn't even like, I was afraid to hold her. And I mean, it got easier and you get used to it. And before you know it, you're like holding her while vacuuming and folding clothes. And, you know, it's, it's crazy how, how much it changes and how like the bond you guys just really start to flow together. But I just, that's just what I keep thinking about is I just remember even with my second daughter, honestly, I was kind of just like, so now what? (laughs) You know, like now I have two, like where's the book on that? Um, (laughs) So... But I yeah, think that's, that's interesting because I'm, because moms um, just, you know, or if, you know, maybe you were raised by your grandparents, maybe uh, mainly your father, whatever it is, you know, when you have that innately in you, you just pick it up and you go with it. And it just is second nature. Um, so most people don't. I, I, go ahead. I, I will say one thing. Um, what? I think that ha- does happen. Everybody said that to me. My mom told me that a million times. What? I was worried about becoming a mom later in life. or just When I was younger, you remember I was... I wasn't running around in high school or college saying I can't wait to start a family. That wasn't (laughs) what was on my mind. And I would always said, though, I don't know if I'm going to start a family. I might be interested in one day. Right. But truly, when you find out you're pregnant or when the baby arrives, when you become a parent, a mother, a father, your life changes Yeah, in that moment. And you know it. And there's no way to explain it. I wish there were the appropriate words. But, Taylor, you knew. But just the fact that you thought... Why are you letting me out of here is enough of an adult <laughs> thought that you were appropriate and, and able to take care of that child. If you question it, you're good to go. That's right. So um, I got pregnant when I was 19, and it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And I, I, I remember the day that I found out I was pregnant. It was a surprise, and I was excited. <laughs> and I remember going to tell my mom, and she was excited. And then I had to go tell my dad. <laughs> I was like, um, wasn't really sure how that one was going to go. Um, but that one actually went fine. Right? I mean, that, mm-hmm. that went fine. And so Tyler is the one that I guess I can give credit for me wanting to have even more children. Because I really felt like I knew I was a mom. Like I knew that that was for me. And I, but I think I knew that even when I was younger. I think yeah. I took care of my baby dolls. As you if they started were real. babysitting at a young age too. You were very, very. <clears throat> but good. I used to like treat my baby dolls. I remember this. Like they were real kids. Yes. Like you they did. would go to bed at a certain time. They would eat, <laughs> and I had Baby Alive that would eat and go to the bathroom. And let me just tell you another thing: if Baby Alive that's out there. If you are of like Taylor's generation, or you know the twenty and thirty year olds. That baby alive that's out there right now is not the original baby alive. Okay, <laughs> so that baby alive that's out there has a very. It's a frog. It doesn't look. I mean, it doesn't look like a real baby. But did not the baby alive I had look like a real baby? No, it, it was. It was very. Realistic. I don't know why they changed it. Another company must have bought it. But I was very disappointed because I wanted to buy one for my daughter. Although I know that Chrissy thought it was awful. Yeah. So Chrissy, um, <laughs> my sister, she um, didn't like the things that I did. And so one thing I do remember is I remember her looking for her cars because Chrissy played with cars and she always liked sports and all that. Um, And I didn't. And I remember 
I couldn't, my stroller was broke for my baby dolls. <laughs> so I remember getting my baby doll high chair and duct taping her vans, her van cars with the wheels to the um, bottom of the high chair so I could take my babies for a walk. And she was not very happy with that. Resourceful at a young age. There I was go. very resourceful at a young age. <laughs> and and I remember, too, I'd have to talk her into <clears throat> me letting her do, like, if I wanted to do her hair, I had to play cars with her. I mean, we had to, like, trade off things. We, we don't want to go there because I'm pretty sure I ended up on the short end of that stick growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but then I wanted to do her eyebrows, honestly. We Again, have... let's not go there. Those are bad <laughs> memories. Bad we actually memories. have some really funny stories about um, helping people. We'll do with that their... on another sister show. With How their... to torture your sister at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes both ways, but she did it to me, too. But motherhood, no, seriously. Like, I really, um, I have loved being a mother. And so, yeah, all my kids mean the world to me. No, and now I have, I have grandchildren, grand- too. So that's a whole other thing. And so, you know, Mikey, who's a grandmother and a great-grandmother now, and Mom, who's a grandmother and a great-grandmother now, I know that has to feel awesome because I'm only a grandmother yes. and it feels awesome. Yes, it does. Yeah. Brendan, are you here? <laughs> How long? <laughs> okay, so since 1998, uh, the end of 1998. Mm-hmm. So that's, right. let's do some math. Do, Where's moving, Chrissy Moving with on. Moving yeah, on. moving on. So I just want to briefly, um, if you just want to tell what? me. When you think of your mom, how do you feel or what's the first thing that you think of? Mikey, do you want to go first? Oh, boy. My mom, she was remarkable. She was, because my dad was dead, and she had, you know, myself and my sisters, and she worked, and she was uh, very, very, uh, she was perfect. And actually, I was so much younger than my next sister that um, we were good friends. It's yeah. funny because when you asked me, you know, what was the best advice she ever gave me, I had to laugh because what she said was travel, mm. <laughs> which really, mm-hmm. we didn't, she wasn't telling me things all the time. I, we sort of were going along together, almost the way Taylor is describing her relationship with Sawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, you get so close that um, we just were kind of in it together. And um, she was great. She was absolutely great. She absolutely unconditional love. She thought the boys were the best thing since sliced bread. And, <laughs> I mean, it, she, was, so she was wonderful. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great stories about her. Yeah, I'm sorry you never met her. But, uh, yeah. And uh, just tell Brendan, he did a pretty good job on the Bernadette song, too. I will. I asked him, and that's the first. He's like, oh, yeah, Bernadette by the four Well, now tops. I know what he was thinking about when he was, I was driving everybody around in the car with all that Motown music. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he remembered it. Scarred for life. He even started singing but, the words to it. He's like, you, you know that song. You know it. I was like, well, let's play it for me. I probably uh-oh. heard it. <laughs> Um, so, Mom, what is the thing that you think about or what do you think of or feel when you think of your mom? Admiration is the word that comes to mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing she always used to say is always have an open mind. Don't judge. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that that stuck with me. And I think, you know, well, I know, and I know Christy feels the same way. We feel that way growing up. I mean, 
and that's one thing even to this day. And I think that's why I do manifesting magic in your everyday life (laughs) is because, you know, you could create your life on purpose, but you have to, you know, be in that place where you don't judge other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Because everybody has their own path. It's true. And everybody's in their own timing. She was a great lady too. Amazing. And had a lot of children. Mm-hmm. How many children did she have? Too many. No, really. <laughs> I'm, just saying, a lot of I'm just saying she had patients uh, you wouldn't believe. She had oh, wait, oh, 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 11 altogether. Yes. And then some, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's for one body. I know people have had more, but, and she was probably stood about four foot eight. Well, no, she, four she foot was 11? Four eleven. Oh, four eleven. She was five foot and then shrunk to four eleven. Yeah. yeah. Pretty short. I mean, that's a little body to, um, she's shorter than I am. She, yeah. But that's a little body to carry around that many mm-hmm. children. That's what I think of when I think of people having babies, because I know how I, my pregnancies were, mm-hmm. which were not that great at all, <laughs> um, even though everybody was healthy. Um, thank you, Lord. Uh, but so, Chris, what do you think of? Actually, your mother's sitting I right know, beside she's, she's you. sitting right beside me. Serenade <laughs> <Yeah>. her. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you. Let's see. I have a lot of words, and that, that can be a funny thing, but something like home. <laughs> <laughs> or, or love. I mean, my our mom, mom, sitting here next to me, has always just made us feel loved yeah. and made us feel at home. Right. Mm-hmm. When we always knew you were accepted, you knew where you were loved, you knew you'd have a place. I don't know what, whatever home means to you, but home is a secure feeling, a secure place, and a place you can go to and relax and let it all go, right? A place you're loved and for who and you are. Accepted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's what I think of. It's my parents in general, but I, our mom was the one who was home a lot. And, um, and that's what I think of because then we do like to joke about, uh, at the teenage years that we all went through some emotional times and changes Uh, and, uh, her mood changed. Um, (laughs) she was very, very forgiving and patient, um, pretty much up to that time. And I talk about that a lot (laughs) because I did notice it and maybe I took advantage of it as a child, but I certainly recognize it as an adult. And we had a conversation Mm -hmm. in college where I was an adult and I, you know, broke down. I thanked her for it because I recognize all the times that she didn't need to have as much patience with me that she did um, to show me the love, to make sure I learned, to make sure I felt loved and, and tried to get to the lesson. So you know, I'd say home and love is what I think of. So. Well, thank you. What, what yeah. kind of advice would you do? You, what's the best advice? <clears throat> I think to just to it's like it goes back to like feeling loved and always making sure that that was important. I know we talked about that. You know, we'd say good night, I love you, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and just and and so that stems from how we treat people. I mean, I I never I didn't look at the questions in that sense and think about how to, how to answer those. But I never thought about don't judge. I don't think I ever heard you say that. Mm-mm, but when I think say. about how I go about my life and as a professional and I go and I meet a lot of people and I meet a lot of people who want to tell me that I should think a certain way about a lot of people. I bet you do. Um, but I always say, listen, and in tough situations, say, hey, I, I make my own decisions and I determine who people are based on who I are with me. I mean, I'm going to. And as I judge you on how you are with me, not that I don't judge them, because in a sense we all make opinions about people, but I'm going to wait until I know you. Yeah. And I'm going to see how you live your life, and if you treat me well or other people well and other things, and that's how I'm going to do things. And so making that up for myself in that sense of not judging people and, and approaching them with an open mind is something yeah. no, that's important. that I think I did get from mom, for yeah. sure. Thank you. So, Taylor. <laughs> 
No pressure. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, so what is that? Is it advice? Oh, or that? What? And like, and, what, okay. what do you feel when you think what of your I mom? Feel? Not back when you were a teenager. We don't not want to well, go Well, actually, that, though, is kind of what popped into my mind, oh, to be boy. honest. Not, no. It's more of like, because everybody was saying words. And first off, I have to say that I feel like everything that you guys have said is like trickled down to me. Yeah. Because I, I don't feel like I'm that much of a judgmental person. I'll, no, I give not. everybody their fair chance with me. Um, and I don't, I don't really listen much to the opinions of others. I form my own. Um, but when I think of my mom, I think I would think of the first word would be, well, love, but also support. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I don't do anything the traditional way. Uh, I changed my mind a lot. <laughs> and she has always been there to support me, even when, like, yeah, I don't know, crazy ideas, crazy things I've done. It's like, she's just like, okay. <laughs> Uh, let's figure this out together Um, and and that ties back into she she doesn't judge me Um, and she just kind of accepts me for the things that I've done and who I am and just uh, supports me on that and I have to say I'm also thankful that my kids get to have her as a grandmother and get to feel that support that I've gotten to feel my whole life and um, like I can already see it when they go to her how just how much she loves them and how much that they're gaining from her and that also goes to my aunt Chrissy and to my grandmother they and to Mikey I mean they just have this huge support system of just everybody um and they get to learn everything that you guys have learned from your moms and I'm I'm super thankful for that well thank you very much um and then the best advice (laughs) I read it um my mom sent me these questions and I read it and I was like oh I know she always used to tell me in in high school when I would look at other people and you know, I had a really bad habit of just kind of comparing myself and she would just be like, you know, I think it was your grandmother that used to tell you. She would be like, everybody has their time to shine and this, like, you don't want this to be your time to shine. And I really would always think about that and take it to heart. And I'm pretty sure I told her actually the other day on the phone or text messaging, I was like, yeah, that wasn't my time to shine. But like, now I feel like this is my time to right. shine, and honestly, I'd rather be shining now than back in high school and college. Yeah, and I wanted to say a little something about that. So what, what I'm always meant by shining, in this case, because, I mean, I know my kids knew, but so my great-grandmother, my dad's grandmother, nanny up north, we called her, because we had a nanny mm-hmm. down south and a nanny <laughs> up north. <laughs> um, and she used to say that, and it's because, you know, so when you're in high school or middle school and you're not, like, getting that part that you wanted or they didn't pick you to sing the solo or stuff like that right and my great-grandmother would say honey everybody has their time to shine and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's more than once Mm -hmm. in your life but right now it's somebody else's and I think that's very important to remember because then we have like you say Mm -hmm. admire other people and be Mm -hmm. grateful and thankful that they're getting to experience that because if it's something that's really true to your heart you'll experience it as well um so for me you know, I kind of have to agree with Chrissy. You know, the always feeling at home and accepting. And I guess what Taylor said, too. Because, uh, uh, Mom, you've always made us feel like no matter what, you still loved us. You and yeah. Dad both did. I <laughs> mean, and right. honestly, sometimes, you know, just as teenagers do. And, and I was a pretty good kid, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was. No, I um, wish I was on video. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... No, but really. So you were always accepting. Both always. my girls were good. Always. Yeah. And I remember the don't judge other people. Yeah. Thing. I remember um, always, you know, you 
putting upon us and letting us know that everybody has their own path to walk and that go with our intuition. That was another thing, going with our intuition. <laughs> Hence, again, why I do what I do now. Because <laughs> um, I know by living through my intuition and really following what I feel, and that's what I teach my children as well. And um, I've actually, the older children caught on because I wasn't doing that when I was 19 and 20 and 21. <laughs> um, but it's a great, it's a great way to be. So I appreciate all of that. Thank you. Um, everything that you have done for us is like, mean, we can't even, we'd be here all day. I want to talk about something because involved. I like to talk about manifesting magic in your everyday life and how you can do that. So today I just wanted to mention about how do you teach your children to manifest magic in their everyday life. And if those of you that are listening for the first time, maybe um, by manifesting magic in your everyday life, what I mean is creating your own life on purpose. So how do you make sure that you are helping your children with all of that? Really, it's the way that you are around them, right? So you can say things all day long, but you have to practice what you preach, right? So you have to live it, just like we were talking about mom and what, what Mikey used to do and Chrissy and my, I mean, what, what we do that our children pick up on. And so think about the way that you say things in an everyday world. Go ahead, Taylor. Um, well, what popped into my head is in terms of Sawyer, because she's the one that can really talk with me. Um, I try to get in a habit of, you know, kids like to dwell, I feel like, sometimes on the things that maybe their friends have that they don't yeah, have. It starts early. Do. It's actually amazing. I don't know if it's starting earlier now just because they are they have so much technology. I don't know. But it starts so early. And, you know, I mean, it could be something small like, oh, somebody can't come over to my house to sleep over. I can't get this Barbie I saw. But it's like I try to remind her, let's look at the positive side. Let's be grateful for what we do have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's be grateful for that Barbie you have. Let's be grateful that you get to still see your friend. At and just kind of like this, just I try to, you know, help her with the small things because you just, I, I try to, I'd rather her be a positive Polly. I guess. Positive <laughs> Polly instead of a negative Nelly. Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yeah, so that's absolutely true. Oh, Just no, teaching right. them because you're teaching her that at a young age. And yeah. are you a glass half empty or glass half full kind of a person? Me, um, I try to be a glass half full. How Amy, about I have to say though, one thing too with teaching your kids stuff is they'll reiterate it to you. So if I ever have a negative comment, she will call me out and she will that's tell me, I yeah. Like that. So that it actually holds me there. accountable too. I don't have to be there anymore <laughs> to call her out. Um, so are you a half glass full or half glass empty, Mom? I am a half full. How about you, Chris? I'm a half full. Okay, how about you, Mikey? Half full or half empty? Oh, half full. Oh, oh yes. You guys rock. Everybody's full. <laughs> no other way to start the day. No. So just think about those kind of things. And are, and are you, do you talk about other people? I mean, I know none of us do because I know all of you very well. Um, do you put other people down? Because if your kids hear that, guess what they think is okay? So keep that in mind. And the reason why this has to do with creating your own life on purpose is because if they are doing these things because they're seeing you do it, you're putting out negative energies, right? People are going to want to really be around you. And if they are ones that want to be around you, they're going to be a part of that group that isn't going to rise you up, right? They're going to bring you down. And that brings me to my next point. Are you always lifting people up or are you criticizing them and bringing them down? So as a parent, I think we have to think about that kind of stuff and yes. realize that they are listening to every single thing that we do. Um, and 
I like to always have a solution-based approach to everything. And kind of like Taylor said, you know, if there's an issue, and I know mom and dad were like that with us as well, if there's something that's wrong, um, we can, if, we're, if we work on this together, it's going to be okay. And if you are honest with me, it's going to be okay. Okay? I don't care how bad it is. Mm-hmm. If you tell me the truth... We'll get through it. Now, if I find out later, we'll still get through it. But you may not go anywhere for a while. Okay? So I think that's really important, too, is to how do you approach those things with your children? Do they feel like um, they can come to you for anything? And I know, you know, my kids throughout the years have come to me about things and you just cringe on the inside because you're like, man, I didn't want to have to deal with that right now. (laughs) Like, where did this come from? I mean... Uh, I mean, to the point where sometimes I think I was like hyperventilating inside. No joke. And my heart was beating 90 miles an hour and I thought I was going to pass out. But you out. held it together. Woo! I held sometimes. it. Sometimes. I held it. <laughs> and then called mom. And then, yeah, then I called my mom. Actually, I do remember calling uh, my mom once, um, and more than once. Actually, I called her every day. But um, when Taylor was a teenager, and I apologized because I asked her how. She did it with two girls that were 16 months apart because I really thought that I, I was going to lose my mind and my sanity. So, um, you know, I, I apologize because I know then that it, you're so connected to your children and that brings us back to mothers, right? And how that is a, an unbreakable bond. And I can only speak for the mothers that I have in this room um, and on the phone because I know that we all have a very close-knit family. And I'm very grateful for that. I mean, I can't even thank you guys all enough for how grateful I am that we have the family that we do and we're appreciative of each of each other so you can create help your kids to create their life on purpose by it manifest their life on purpose to you know just be positive about things and look at the glass half full mentality um, a solution-based approach to things let's let's solve it and if there's a problem work together and we'll fix it. And then as they get older, they have that building block and they know. Now, will they always listen to everything we're saying? Not right then, but you want to know what? Christy doesn't want me to tell you her age, but she's 16 months younger than I am. (laughs) And um, we still remember the things that our parents told us. Even though we may not have listened to it all the time, we have it in our back pocket to know that we can pull that out whenever and it's going to be okay. We always have somebody to lean on. So I want to thank you guys all for being here. Thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having us. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking we're going to have another. Um, I really, Okay, I just have to say, I like the idea of a sister show. I think that guys, would be great for you guys. You get my oh, sister gosh. and I together. This could be. We are. <laughs> Very entertaining. We will do a lot of laughs. We are like best friends, but we are opposites. <laughs> yes. On a lot of things. (laughs) And it makes it very fun, actually, because we both have the non-judgmental attitude, right, that our mom taught us. We don't judge each other. We just like to uh, give each other a little bit of hard time about it. Go ahead. You can talk. I will will have to jump in. But, yeah, there was a few things. Absolutely. And that is the thing. We were so opposite. And maybe that's where we learned the non-judgmental thing so well. Yeah, true. Is that our mom, I mean, can only tell us, like, you know, hey, I mean, when you're having issues, because there was not much in similarities between our interests. No, nothing. Or anything growing up. And it just, it kept with the divide there. But, yeah, we always appreciated each other. I mm-hmm. let you shave off my eyebrows. That's right. And, you know, I, I didn't kill you, hurt you, or even shave off yours. No, I just you didn't. Went, went I with would it. be still. You know, and, and we worked through it, so. That's right. Yeah. And so, and, and I mentioned to Kathy, and then we got to go here, but... Um, 
Um, so Chrissy and Kathy, the other Kathy over here, the producer, Kathy, hey, to have the same music taste. So Kathy oh, okay. and I talk about that sometimes. I'm like, yo, that's my sister's music. I want to hear the <laughs> dance music from the 80s. <laughs> so, um, well, we're gonna, we got to go. We're, we're run out of time. So we're going to have to do this again because it's super, super fun. Thank you for joining us. See you soon. Bye. Bye. As founder and president of Hopeful Handbags International, a nonprofit 501c3 organization, I would like to ask that you donate your once loved handbags filled with necessities that will be donated to women getting back on their feet again, that have gone through down times, abuse, and homelessness. Never underestimate the power of hope. If you or your business would like to donate funds, necessities, become a drop-off location, or start a Hopeful Handbags in your area, Contact me at KathleenMiner.com and you too can give hope.